This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share, and collaborate. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are at in this fine nation. And there's a few things we got to talk about today because it's just been a, it's a crazy, well, last crazy 24 hours, that's for sure, um, in the world. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but first, I want to uh, introduce uh, John Scardina. John, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. And and today, well, in the Navy, there's this term, right? So we have a change of command. And um, as, as we go through the change of command, uh, we hand over the control or the con um, of, the, of the ship uh, we, or, or of the organization. And today I am handing over the con, if you will, to, to, uh, to John Scardina. Uh, Ian Weekly has been going on for five, five years. This is the fifth year that we've doing it. Um, matter of fact, uh, producer Brian and I um, started the show and well, talked about the show in December over a cup of coffee, believe, believe it or not, in uh, December of uh, 2016, I think. And then uh, we got it up and rolling and we launched April of, of 2017. And so I guess not quite five years, but uh, we're right, right. Coming now, up on five day. years. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a good it's been a great ride. And one of the things that I want to do is create a community of for emergency managers, and I think we did this year. And then the other thing I wanted to do was to be able to create something and then at some point hand it off to uh, someone else to be able to continue with and, and grow. And this is what we're doing here today with John and some of the stuff he's been doing. So, John, hey, the show guys. is yours. Yeah, so this is how we're going to do it today because it's uh, it's pretty fun. I've been on Todd's show, I think, once or twice. He's been on Disaster Tough podcast a couple times. And so because this is uh, Todd's last episode, uh, I thought it'd be fun to go through and kind of ask him some questions about the, some of the ama amazing things he's done over the last you know, several years. Obviously, he's had awesome guests on the show, really great people. Um, and, you know, as a great host himself, he's been able to pull or extract like really great information out, great advice for the field of emergency management. So we just want to highlight that today and just kind of run down through the list. So it's kind of fun. I get to come on Ian Weekly and, and flip the script a little bit, but I, I'll take that calm. I'll take that ship. Um, but before we start, I just want to give you a heads up that if you do want to continue listening to like this kind of content of emergency management and those styles of emergency management, make sure you check out Disaster Tough Podcast uh, so you can continue this, right? So we're continuing that ship. But let's talk about, uh, first of all, let's talk about the last 24 hours real quick, not even yes. the next, you know, 24 years, but uh, Ukraine and Russia, that's... Uh, that's a thing. What is your take on that, Todd, before we get into your show, your, your history of your show? Yeah, I think this is kind of important to talk about because, interestingly enough, I, I was at the um, Nevada, uh, it's going on today right now, actually, uh, the, the Nevada Emergency Preparedness Association meeting, um, and the director of the state of, of Nevada's um, emergency management was talking about the fact that he has on his desktop a Ukraine uh, file folder that he's putting information that he's mm. getting about Ukraine and the fact that um, as emergency managers, uh, it is a global um, 
it is a global position, right? We have to take a look mm-hmm. at what's leading or going around the world. Supply chains uh, are affected. I mean, if it, if you've tried to put gas in in the last couple of days, you may have noticed that the prices are extremely high. Uh, California, they're predicting that the prices of the summer, because we have like this summer blend thing that we do here, um, it might be about $7 a gallon. Whoa. Yeah. And so that's going to impact. Now, you might go, okay, sucks to live in California, right? Well, guess what else <laughs> it impacts? It impacts all the the, the the gas that's going into the trucks and to the trains that are sending food from the Port of Los Angeles to the rest of the country. So we're probably right. going to see an increase in food prices here, which I think is going to put stress on the economy. And then we're going to see, um, I, you know, for those that are, are on the margins now, Man, it's going to be hard. So I think we're going to have to be thinking about um, food banks, food shelter, or sheltering for people. Um, you, you know, we're, we're it's, this is going to impact us. This is not yeah. just the European war, right? This is something that's going to impact us across. So um, that's my my take on it. Uh, per, on the personal side, I have a friend that's over there right now, um, and uh, we're kind of keeping tabs on him. Um, he's he's trying to get. Um, move away from the, the danger zone, if you will, um, to uh, to safety. Uh, and so he's been living there for, for a bit now, and uh, hopefully we'll hear more from him. And his name's um, Aaron Siebert, the host of of, uh, of a show here at, at, uh, that we do uh, at, at Sitch Radio as well. And uh, maybe Brian, we could bring Brian on a little bit later on and talk about that as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, what's happening in Ukraine um, I know you've interviewed Chris Kyle. I've interviewed Chris Kyle, somebody who works a, a lot with NATO, and, and I've uh, had the opportunity to work with NATO as well. Overseas, they call, especially in Europe, they call emergency management crisis management. And it really shows that, you know, this this idea, I wouldn't say stigma, but this idea that emergency management is for natural disasters it is uh, is a fallacy because... When you're as you're walking through about talking about a war that's happening overseas and, and the e- economic impacts, the critical infrastructure impacts here, and and how that will play out in the individual lives of people halfway around the world, it shows that emergency managers need to be cognitive of the the, the incidents that are man-made incidents, the technological incidents that are happening in other places, whether intentional or unintentional. If they have impacts, we need to be aware of that. And so it's a great call out. But if we're gonna, oh, you're gonna. No, I was just looking. I was looking to see if he posted anything. So Kyle, um, you know, looking to see real quick on LinkedIn. Yeah, he just posted something uh, 15 hours ago uh, regarding um, what's going on. He works with NATO. Um, he's a great guy, uh, Kyle. If you're if you're listening, uh, hopefully you're staying safe as well. Yeah, absolutely. So okay, let's uh, let's pull it over back uh, to the EM Weekly side because this sure. is probably what everybody wants to talk about, or especially <laughs> hear from you um, as the EM Weekly host for the last five years, roughly five years. Like we said, we we had lots of great guests on here, great content. But in terms of uh, looking back, uh, what are some of the highlights for you as you've progressed over the last five years? Well, that's a good question. Um, as far as guests goes, I, I mean, I, there's I've had some really great guests on. Some of them probably were people who you wouldn't think um, would be like, oh, this this person is not super famous, but really influential when it comes to emergency management. Um, I think some of those um, those guests were a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, I love talking to some of the up and coming emergency managers that were out there, mm-hmm. um, and and so that that's really kind of where I was pleased. The cool thing is I had. 
oh my gosh, four, five um, past um, FEMA administrators on the show and one current. Uh, mm. No, two, two current or three. Was right? Brock was current Brock when he was in? Yeah, Brock was say so, yeah. So three current, and then <laughs> so there there are three current at the time, and then mm. uh, five five total um, um, FEMA administrators on the show. Cool. That, that's kind of cool. The um, you know people like so I had um, the emergency manager Justin Pierce on the show from LAX, and he was talking about the access that podcasts provide people who want to have those conversations with influential leaders. And you've definitely had a lot of influential leaders whether FEMA or otherwise, you, you noted some people that may not have had the notoriety, but they had figured it out. Yeah. One of the things that I really liked about your show is that you would do these, these, these books, right? You'd go through and you'd read like, you know, a million and a half books and you'd say, Hey, here are the, my book recommendations and trying to get the field to keep learning, keep um, standing out. And so if you were in your last episode, you're like, I need you to read X, X and X, which book uh, would you read? Oh wow, that's that's completely flipping the switch. Uh, <laughs> no. flipping the script. Oh man, I, I have so many. I have so many. The ones I, I mean, like you can see behind me. I mean, these are the ones that I've I have more than this, mm -hmm. by the way. I've like and I've given some away in the last last year. I've I've gotten rid of some books. Um a couple books. One is it's it's kind of this one you probably would never uh, think of uh, of it, but there's a couple sales books that I think are interesting. And uh, uh, Gittimer, Jeffrey Gittimer, um, anything from him is I think is is really critical to read if you want to learn how to uh, sell. And I mean, and and Dan Scott um, was yesterday at the at NEPA given a presentation. I talked about the idea as we as emergency managers need to learn how to market ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's why if you can go into a room and really sell emergency management to your C-suite or to your the, the to your jurisdiction or to you know the uh, mayor or city manager of your organization, right? I think it's critical to to have those those skills. So that those books right there. Um, you know, as far as emergency management books go, right now there's a couple of books that are about the history of, of some of the storms and disasters that happened beforehand. Um, so I'm, I'm reading about the Johnstown flood. Uh, I think that's one of the ones that I think is is really interesting um, to read about. Just about how this happened in the 1800s mm -hmm. um, and, and how it just kind of ripped through and and uh, uh, you know this dam gave away. Uh, basically, and how it just impacted the community and it changed really the shape of how things were done. And this is really when government started going, oh, wait, we had to plan, kind of plan for these things. And we didn't call it emergency management back then, obviously, you know, um, and, and and that. Um, the Great Influenza, crazy enough, um, you know, we're living through the pandemic now. Uh, but yeah, I, I read the my great eyes start twitching a little bit when you you brought up uh, diseases. Yeah. <laughs> the, great, the great influenza. The the book was fantastic uh, when it came to just the whole history of it. And I, I've read this book three or four times probably over the years. And um, and it's funny. I, I actually read it again in the summer of twenty nineteen. So before this pandemic broke out. And I read it in, in preparation for um, another program that I was about to interview um, the guy who was in charge of epidemiology for the, for the United States military. And I wanted, we wanted to talk about that because realistically the great influenza 
impacted the way we fought a war. Um, you know, impacted how battles were 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 yeah. you know waged or not in the, in the during World War One. Complete with the French or the French or the German um, and English on the French um, uh, front, right? And so, I mean, it was that the impact of that flu uh, was more than just a bunch of people that got sick and died, right? Which is terrible as in itself, but just how it really shaped the world. And mm-hmm. we're seeing how this this oddly enough uh, this pandemic um, kind of mirrored uh, that. Um, you know, maybe we'll we'll shape the way we fight this war. I don't know, but it, it was kind of interesting to see how how it mirrored. Well, I I will say one thing: it's definitely easier two years later to tell people about emergency management. Before it was like, I'm not a doomsday prepper. I'm here to help, here to mitigate. Now it's like when I talk to C-suite, they're like, "Okay, how do I get people back? I need my company to operate." You're like, "Thank you for needing me. I wish it didn't take this." But thank you for needing me. So it it shows that um, you know the impacts both globally and to our specific industry are. I mean, we can't really see the ripple effects, but we hope that the ripple effects, you know, geared towards mitigation, geared towards disaster risk reduction, geared towards helping people understand the costs of disasters, whether they're you know disaster, the disaster that's happening in Ukraine right now with Russia invading, or it's, you know, a pandemic, you know, disasters have financial and, and human impacts. And we got to be aware of that as well, for sure. So great call out, great books to read. I'm a big fan of social vulnerability and disaster. That taught me a lot about how, you know, market shift and change and how they impact people differently, especially as uh, they're individually more resilient or tough. That was a nice little plug uh, to those threats. So uh, again, great call out. Um, in terms of going back to that guest perspective a little bit, um, you, you mentioned the FEMA administrators. You mentioned some of these outliers that uh, really taught you. What was like one of the two or two or three things that you're like, oh man, I need to internalize that as you were talking to them that that's made you a better emergency manager? Well, um, a couple of things. It's, it's, it's so broad because I mean like it's just amazing of having, you know, compared between Ian, Ian Weekly, the EM student, a couple other the podcasts. I mean, like, I, I realized I was doing some math, and I, I've had over five hundred something interviews in the last, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and, and so it's and on the weekly. So if you think about it, it's, it's not like every day, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so a couple of impacts. I think it made me really more empathetic when I'm speaking to people, especially those that were, that we've interviewed that uh, were involved in uh, as a victims, if you will, or, or survivors of however you want to mm. frame that um, of disasters. And then especially some of the bigger ones. Right. And, and, and just really, we have the ability to, or I said the ability, sometimes we detach ourselves from, from the event. Right. Mm-hmm. And we go, okay, this is, we're working this and it's, it's a job and I'm pushing numbers and doing things like this and getting this thing done. Um, and at the end of the day, when we really take a look at this and the vulnerability that we really are trying to fix, right, isn't those that have uh, the means and the ability to leave, right? We really need to be thinking about those that don't have the ability um, to, to move when we ask them to. And, and really get into the why of our people staying behind and, and really, and it really kind of, I've chew on these things and, and 
I'm an academic at the end of the day. I, I take things to heart and I think about things a lot and I write. Right. And, um, and so after I do interviews with people and I really kind of chew on some of the questions and answers that we did during the, during the process and, and, and really kind of mull it over a little bit, I, I've grown as a person individually, not just as an emergency manager. Um, I, I've, I've got to meet some really great people out there and, um, and, and really understand what it is outside of my bubble. All right. And, and here in Southern California, where the weather is beautiful most of the time, you know, to really see what it is globally, speaking to people that were over in Japan, speaking to people that were in the tsunami in uh, Thailand, speaking to people that were going through war-torn countries like Kyle King um, over, you know, in the Ukraine, putting it back together um, mm -hmm. after it fell apart. You know, um, Canada, Mexico, Chile, you know, uh, uh, trying to think of Australia, right, of during the fires, Liars, New Zealand yeah. after the earthquakes, um, some of the people who were involved in responding to um, some of the shootings across the country. You know, um, it, it's just to, to really to say, look, at, we are we are a small world, right? Mm. And and uh, and we, I think globally now and teaching now at the University of Research Applied Development, um, you know, a couple of my students that, that come on. You know, to hear the perspective, like from Tony Fogarty, for instance, from the United, for the UK, you know, um, and, and getting to hear his perspective on what's going on in the world. It's just been, it's been that opportunity to really shrink what the globe really is for me and to, and to have this network. It's been great. Yeah. I mean, and you're going to do great things because uh, this is kind of a fun little set of bad segue, good segue, but you're moving on to other things too. And so, uh, you're getting a lot of love here in the comments of people who, you know, obviously learned a lot as they should have, well deserved. But if they want to keep up with you personally, where can they find you now? Where are you going to move on to? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, well, I, I, I've I've got a couple projects in the pipeline, and um, one one of the so I'm I'm actually going to leave from from even weekly to kind of really expand what we're doing, and uh, I, I had a show and the. the uh, Brian and I um, just put a placer for it called the Todd DeVoe show. Um, and we couldn't think of a great, a great name for it. Um, so it's going to be called the Todd DeVoe show. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's a good name. That's a good name. Yeah. So um, that's going to really, that's going to kind of take this place of the, of the, of the Ian weekly and the lives of Thursdays, but real, we're, we're putting a lot of uh, time and effort into, to growing um, is the the emergency management network, which is really um, it's a blog more than anything else. Um, it's on the Substack, and um, there we're I'm bringing in thought leaders, uh, emergency management thought leaders, to write about emergency management. Um, it's a news it's a newsletter that can go right into your um, your inbox. We're trying not to uh, overwhelm the inboxes, if you will. So we're going to be doing a weekly uh, newsletter that comes out. It highlights the things that are being written about um, on there, and we have some really great writers that are that are over there. Everybody's uh, doing this of their own free will and time. Um, it's not monetized in any way. You know what I mean by that? As far as there's some Substacks you can like pay for, this is not ever going to be that. Um, so just kind of free newsletter uh, that would love to have you guys just read about emergency management and really grow the profession. And that's at the end of the day is, is the goal here is is really to grow. Uh, the profession and then highlight all those great thinkers that are out there um, that are, are really putting time and effort into 
to making the profession of emergency management better. And mm. if I can do anything in my life, uh, and I try to with everybody I, I come in contact with um, and in every organization, is it's never I, – I, I never really want it to be about me, um, even though it sounds like it is by the name of the show, I guess. But it's, it's really about um, – about really raising up other people around. So like, you know, that disaster tough. I was happy to be part of, of, of that and, and seeing what we could do and, and making that a better, better, say better, larger program and larger reach, mm. you know, um, the Sitch radio with, with Brian Colburn, uh, really working with him growing from that one single office that he created when he was kind of doing it as a part-time job in between his other job that he had. And our goal was, Hey, Brian, you know, let's get you out of that other job and, and get you to uh, to be able to have a, a studio, and then now he has this like massive studio in Irvine, which well, it's not massive. I should say it's good. It's a really it's, good size. It's studio more than Irvine. one office, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more than one office. He has like three or four offices over there, and he has staff working for him now. And it's, awesome. it's, it's just great to see that growth, you know. Um, you know, and then as as the president of IAM Region Nine, um, working with you know like Jorge Rodriguez, who is our our chair for um, uh, for the symposium is coming up in June. Uh, he's you know looking at giving those leadership opportunities for people. And uh, Jackie Koji Tamayo, who she's she's leading you know and Isamar Garcia and those young emergency managers that are coming up and taking leadership positions that hopefully someday they won't even know who the heck I am and and those people are going to be you know running the world and that's that's the stuff that makes me excited and what drives me in the morning. Well, it'll be hard to forget the name of your show that's coming up because as I'm looking on the screen right here, I see Todd DeVoe, Todd DeVoe, Todd DeVoe. So if you want to follow up with the Todd DeVoe show, make sure <laughs> make sure you don't forget the name, the Todd DeVoe show. And I'm sure it's going to be excellent. I like the idea of expanding outside just emergency management outside of those different areas. And, um, you know, I'm excited for, to, to hear not just like the history of you and what's happening to you, but yeah, Brian obviously is an amazing producer and he's done amazing things with you and he's actually on the back end right now. And, uh, for the little, I've been able to interact with him, um, hundred percent a pro and it makes sense why Sitch radio has done so well and why you guys have done so well in the last, you know, several years. And even with, uh, you know, Dan Scott being on the show for fairly frequently, um, obviously we know, we all know Dan. And so just like everyone has part of been, uh, been a part of EM weekly, it's been impressive what you've done over the last five years. I keep saying five years. We're going to call it five years. It's not like four months and whatever, how many months, but <laughs> four years and how many months, but, um, it is impressive and people should take note of that. And, um, hopefully here at disaster tough, you know, we can kind of continue leaving the helm on emergency disaster management and thinking how we can innovate the field, how we can look at different aspects of emergency management and really try to keep pushing that needle, as you noted, uh, try to help, you know, the next generation of emergency management look at not just, you know, the federal government, but also look at, you know, uh, you know, county and or rural uh, emergency management, look at organizational emergency management and how each of those differ and bringing on people that do that. And I'm sure, you know, with, with your blog and with uh, the Todd DeVos show that you'll be able to um, hit a lot of people. And I'm sure, uh, you know, you have quite a bit of guests, so, um, uh, or followers, I'm sure they're going to jump over there and they should. So I'm calling that out right now. They should follow uh, the Todd DeVos show. But as we wrap up here, um, you know, it, again, it's, it's been a pleasure um, working with you in this space and to uh, be able to flip the script a little bit here on your last episode and be able to interview you. 
as we talk about the lessons learned, your own after action, if you will, and um, look at you know your next steps and maybe lessons learned in that process. For the people who are listening to that show, again, one last plug for Todd DeVoe. Look, um, you know, make sure you follow the Todd DeVoe show. But if you're looking for specific emergency disaster management, as Todd noted, switching that ship, if you want to follow the Disaster Tough podcast, it's by emergency managers. I'm an emergency manager, obviously, and we interview emergency managers. We try to take field uh, experts and bring them on and uh, integrate their thought process processes into the field. And of course, EM Weekly will continue to live on, not just in the hearts and minds, I feel like that should be said, but, you know... Uh, Oh, Todd has had a lot of great interviews. That's not going away. Make sure you go back and check out those, um, you know, those previous episodes. Todd's still an educator. He's still going to be both in his own space and out in the world teaching. And it's kind of exciting to think about that. And, um, you know, stay tuned. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? But uh, in terms of both of these shows, they're part of the Readiness Lab. So you can also check out the Readiness Lab that has other contents and other great shows, uh, great webinars even. Um, but I think it would be uh, misplaced if I ended your show. I feel like it's only right for you to end your show. One last sign-off to your group. Again, you're getting tons of love in these comments. Um, I'll, let you, I'll let you say goodbye to your, your crowd, if you will. Absolutely, John. Thank you so much for this. And, and thank you for this, uh, the time spent today you know, just doing this uh, flipping the script uh, interview. It's, it's always weird to be on this side of the uh, – especially yeah. here with the – so, you know, Ian Weekly, uh, you know, again, Ian Weekly has been a passion for me for, for many years and, and I really do love it. And, and what I love most about this is the, the ability to meet everybody going out to the conferences and running into people who, who are listeners. And, and, uh, that, that always blows my mind, uh, and to this day, it really does. And I think it's exciting. Uh, I'd like to bring producer Brian on if he could pop on for a second. Hey, hey, Brian, I just want to thank you for your time and effort that you put into uh, to the Ian Weekly Show and starting this thing from from scratch, from nothing to, to where it is today. And and uh, and I know you're doing great things with Sitch Radio, and it's it's been awesome. And uh, thank you for your time and effort. You know, it's been an honor, Todd. I've learned a lot about you and emergency management from you and your guests, and it's been a, it's been a quality show. So I, I appreciate uh, being a part of it. Absolutely. All right. Hey, everybody, thank you all for listening and tuning in to Ian Weekly for the last almost five years. Uh, it's been, it hasn't been anything without you. So you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing uh, uh, listeners. And for the great ideas I've got throughout the years, thank you all. And hey, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I'll be just doing something a little bit different. And I think that you guys will enjoy the guests that we're going to be bringing in um, for the Todd Devotion. Matter of fact, stay tuned because we're going to go. I think we're going to go live right after this to do a little introduction. So, awesome. all right. Thank you so much for your time. And it's been a pleasure. And as always, stay safe and stay hydrated.